Hey everyone, Shannon here. I'm jumping on before the episode just to let you guys know that we do talk about suicide in this episode. Letitia, our guest, has a son who committed suicide and she talks a little bit about how that affects her faith life. And if like me, you have lost someone to suicide and appreciate the heads up to prepare yourself, we just wanted to give you that in advance so that you knew what was coming in the episode. Thanks for joining us for this special episode about voting Catholic. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Plaid Skirts and Basic Black, y'all. I am Marcia, your co-hostess with the co-mostess, and I am joined by my girl, what's your name, girl? Uh, (laughs) Shannon. (laughs) I got it. Did I get a cookie? (laughs) You do. You you do get a cookie, I promise. Um, We are super excited to have a show that talks about voting. Right? Because we all want to talk about that, right? We all want to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking about voting today, and we're going to vote on what outfit I should wear to the prom or other important things. (laughs) But we have our guest with us today, Letitia Otoa Adam from um, From the Adams family. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was like, um, of Instagram. Latisha, welcome to Plus Skirts and Basic Black, girl. Hi, thanks for having me. We are super excited to have you. Latisha, I got a couple questions. Okay. I've got more questions, but okay. First, <laughs> are you black? No. I'm sorry, girl. I know. It's, right? Exactly. So sorry. Um, <laughs> are you Catholic? Yes, I am. Yay! <laughs> Sometimes also and unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I love being Catholic. Just kidding. I was just a joke. <laughs> Third question. Tell me something basic about you. What is the most basic thing about you or just something that's everyday basic about you? Let's see. There's just, oh, I love a Starbucks latte more than anything in the whole wide world. (laughs) You are in the right place, girl. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's like my one thing. My husband's like, uh, you talk all this talk and then you're always like, I need my Starbucks latte. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. That's because they're delicious. Yeah. And exactly. Starbucks coffee is like strong. It packs a punch. Mm-hmm. It packs yeah, a punch. Espresso. Just right. <laughs> when I was in college, I used to complain about Starbucks drive-throughs because that's when they were first coming out. I was like, really? You can't get out of your car? <laughs> like I was doing my like social justice warrior, you know, environment thing. And then I had children. <laughs> I need this in my life. So I apologize to all those moms and other Starbucks drive-thru users that I am judging them. Judgment and hubris. (laughs) All of it. Yeah. I apologize. No, I got And now the app is amazing. Like I order it from my suburban home, go pick it up in my Chevy hatchback. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the whole thing is a real Chevy hatchback. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole thing is a real basic move every Mm -hmm. day. (laughs) <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I actually have a favorite Starbucks. Um, it's the one in North Aurora. So if anyone is in the Fox Valley area, mm-hmm. the North Aurora Starbucks. Uh, well, I guess it's technically Aurora on Orchard and Sullivan. It's amazing. And they all know my name. Like I'm legit Norm. Like I walk in. <laughs> I, I'm not. And it's so crazy because like it is. I walk in and I, they're like, Marcia! And all the other customers are like, the heck? What? The, like, what? And I was like, "Hey, y'all!" And no I was walking out, ordering my drink. Everyone, it's like so funny. And I was um at Starbucks, and it was uh, I was sitting outside, and one of these guys who walks up for a shift, and he's like, "Hey, Marcia!" And I was like, "Hey!" He's like, "I'm so glad you're here on my shift." And I go, "What is this?" I was like, "Am I am I personally keeping you guys employed?" <laughs> I don't hey, even know. That is, we need that in this COVID. Time. <laughs> We're in these COVID times. People need, need jobs, be- so good for they you. Do. So yeah. So I get your love of Starbucks latte because apparently I am there quite a bit. <laughs> you have a fan section. You're there clean now. I, I am not even kidding. No, it's like a whole thing. Like it's so crazy. I yeah, and the the manager always wants to hire me. Like all the time. She's like, I want you at the Starbucks. 
And I was like, right, I have a job. She's like, I know, but I just want you to remember that, that you have a place here. You have a place here. <laughs> you know what though? It's not a bad gig. Mm-mm. It's not a bad gig. Believe me. Believe me. When this job gets tough, sometimes I'm like, Jill said I could have a job. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. I know that Jill will give me a job, and I know that Audrey will give me a place to live. Shannon, you know Audrey. Mm-hmm, Shout mm-hmm. out to Audrey, who does not listen okay. to podcasts, no. but I've talked about her all the time. <laughs> Someday she she'll start it. listening. She'll be like, Someday. I'm on every episode. <laughs> I, 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 just, I, I was like, I shout out to you all the time because I know you never hear it. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Okay, so now that we've talked about your basicness, and I've centered myself in your basicness. <laughs> I, black centering. I, I think that's a black centering in your basicness. Um, let's hear more about you. So, Letitia, tell us about yourself. Let's see. Where do I go? I'm born and bred Texan. I've been here my whole life for generations before it was ever Texas or Mexico or any of the other countries that it was <laughs> at some point. My, my great grandmother and her family are indigenous from uh, South Texas and my family is migrant workers. I was born to a single mother. I'm an only child, which is kind of weird in my family. And then uh, we were very poor. Grew up in a small Texas country town, which came with a lot of its own baggage in <laughs> a lot of ways. I mm-hmm. learned how to assimilate very early on in my life. And then I had a child when I was 17. I got pregnant when I was 16. Had four more kids. Moved around between South Texas and the panhandle of Texas, back and forth, back and forth. It was a horrible situation, <laughs> dysfunctional to say the least. Eventually I landed in the suburbs, got married to my second husband in the Catholic church, became Catholic, which was kind of like a surprise to everybody, including myself and my husband and my children. Um, <laughs> we began, <laughs> it was a shock to all of them. And I was like, okay, we're becoming Catholic. We're going to mass. And they're all like, what? And so we all came into the church in 2010 and I decided that I was like the best convert ever in the history of the world. And so I was going to go around talking and telling everyone about all the things that God did for me and how my fairy tale Catholic life was just so amazing. And I was super pro-life and I was super starry eyed. And then I wasn't. <laughs> my husband and I started struggling in our marriage and I didn't understand why bad things were happening. I told the story that if you do all the right things and you go to mass, and have your kids pray a rosary every night you know everything's supposed to be good and that didn't happen and uh it all ended with the suicide of my oldest son anthony three and a half years ago um march 2017 but what happened after that is that i realized one i lost all my need to please so i no longer needed to fit in with um anybody I didn't need to be Republican anymore, which I hadn't been the whole time, but I just like went with the flow that everyone said, this is the way to be. And so I really feel like that was my real conversion because I kind of came into a relationship with God as he is and not how everyone else told me he was. And so now I'm here and I just like, don't really, (laughs) I don't have an agenda you know, mm. I don't care about what anyone's narrative is particularly. I just want to know the truth. I want to know the mm. truth and I want to live the truth and I want to be as open and honest as I possibly can about what it's like to be a Catholic living in this world that is on fire right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it like keeps getting worse. Like every time I'm like, oh, wow, this is really wild. And it's like, oh, breaking news. And it's like, ah. <laughs> But I feel like that, I feel like that there's value in that. I think there's value in just being an ordinary, you know, person on Instagram that's like, hey, look, you know, I'm trying to eat healthier in this crazy year. And I'm also struggling with my children. Like my children have a lot of baggage and I fight with my husband and, you know, sometimes we drink a little too much. Like that's just normal life instead of this um, narrative of we're praying the rosary and we're always wearing matching outfits. (laughs) (laughs) That you made yourself. Yeah. That you made with the With the feathers of the chicken we raise in the backyard like you know I just I just feel like there's so much more there's so much joy there's so much joy in being Catholic but not if you're constantly trying to make sure that you look a certain kind of way for Instagram or whatever so that you can get speaking gigs or so that you can you know whatever the case might be so that you can fit in with your parish or I just don't after my son's suicide I just no longer had it didn't do anything I think I've gained more wisdom, more love, more love for the church this way than I ever did Uh trying to be the perfect Catholic. 
Wow. No, that Thank you. That was so powerful. Thank you. No, that is really powerful. No, I, I love that. I love how you said, I just want to know the truth. I just want to live the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's so simple, right? It's so simple, but it's just also so difficult because <laughs> like, do you know, it really is. Like, I think for anyone to know and live the truth, because like truth hurts. Truth isn't always pleasant. Truth isn't always what I'm you want to it to be. It <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right? What a Catholic state would be on the beach, right? <laughs> the remix, that's the uh, best You could have had a rosary, not the middle. Said you had a rosary, just a little. <laughs> I've never heard the best thing I've ever heard. I've never heard and that's the sound of me saying, Amen. It's black right. and Catholic. I know, right? Bomb, bomb, but down, bomb. No, we should do Gregorian chat. Bomb, 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 bomb. That's it. <laughs> That's it right there, honestly. <laughs> I think you have a hit right there. Hey, right there, right there. <laughs> Welcome to the shenanigans, Latisha, because this is legit. This is literally the this best. Is, this is how it happens. Sometimes this gets cut out of the podcast. So you don't even get to hear this part. Oh, you don't get to hear this part. Sometimes things like this happen quite a bit. That is gold. That's gold. That has to go on. Wow. So that's really great. And you do speak still. Like, I'm like, I'm just back to like knowing the truth and living the truth uh, as difficult as is. And you share your story, right? You have a platform yeah. to share your story. That I think yeah. that I think that's wonderful. I think it's important for people to realize because no one can be the perfect Catholic. So, exactly. like technically speaking, Jesus wasn't even the perfect Catholic. He wasn't Catholic. Jesus so. wasn't even Catholic. Yeah, he wasn't even Catholic. He was just <laughs> he wasn't even Catholic. He was Jesus. I don't really know. I try to tell people that all the time. It's like you you do know that you know Jesus was not Catholic and he wasn't American. <laughs> yeah, wasn't white. <laughs> And he wasn't white, and he wasn't a Republican, and he wasn't a Democrat. Like I, I don't know. I think we do such a, I think we do such a disservice to ourselves and to God when we try to put him in these little boxes. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that five seconds after my husband found my son because <clears throat> he committed suicide in our home, uh, my first thought was, "What are people going to think of me?" Mm-hmm. And I never want to think that again in my entire life. I never want to worry about it. I never want something so tragic to be happening in my life and not even be a thought in my head Mm -hmm. so I tell people all the time like I just I lost all my f's (laughs) 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 I mean I say the actual word but I'm not trying to you know scandalize everybody but (laughs) and I lose them at a very rapid rate like (laughs) daily so when you stop putting God in those boxes you get to see the amazing things that he will do for you and for others and that he's doing all around like even in this crazy year I feel like God's setting something up and so it's a choice like where do I want to be when he decides to show up do I want to be I don't know preaching politics or do I want to be going like this is my life I'm loving my family I'm loving my community I'm trying to do the best to you know fight against injustice like that's where I want to do because I mean when I stand before God one day we all will whether it's at the end of 2020 which is the end of the world or it's when we die I mean you're going to be standing there and I just want to be able to say like my first words to him are going to be like wow this is really weird real like it's all real you're real this mm-hmm. is really w- real i kind of need a minute you know can i have a minute <laughs> before we start the judgment thing <laughs> i just need like one I last one latte second. and like yeah. listen to my playlist one last time and like <laughs> gather myself for this conversation <laughs> that we're about to have <laughs> You get myself together. Yeah. Because <laughs> I kind of still have this like tiny doubt that it's all real. You know what I mean? So I just mm-hmm. don't even know what that moment's going to be like. Like, oh man, like I really didn't prepare for this to be real. <laughs> even though I feel like I'm trying to, I'm doing the best. I think there's only so much you can do. But um, yeah. So when once we do have the conversation, I want to be able to say like, I did this because I thought it was the best thing to do or I did this. I don't want to say I did this because I wanted to get paid. I don't feel like God's going to be like, oh, that seems legit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
oh, you got a fat check for that? High five, Letitia. I just don't feel like God's going to do that, you know? He's going to be like, and who did you give the money to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you threw your whole community under the bus. Woo, you got a big check for that. God, that's really what holiness is about. Like, I just don't feel like that's the way it's going to go down, you know? <laughs> right, right. No, I got you. <laughs> no, I love it. Okay, so, wow, like, we, I think that we could just sit and laugh for this whole time, but we probably shouldn't because we should talk we about other things. <laughs> oh, we should be super serious. because um, that's what I, I should know. Tana, <laughs> you are, right? Exactly. And I'm the fun one. And so, no, <laughs> that's not true. We are both serious and fun at different times. Mm-hmm. But, um, so let's talk about the weather. We do this part of the podcast. I'm sure that you know, Tisha, where we compare our current mood to the weather outside and how we're feeling and what's going on in our lives and things like that. I will give you a second to think about what you want to say, but I'm going to call in Shannon first because I can. Um, so Shannon, <laughs> what is the weather in your neck of the woods? So mine is gray and overcast. I'm just feeling stressed out from still having my children learning at home and trying to work a full-time job and like trying to manage my household. I have now instituted a laundry system. I've given up (laughs) basically in which everyone has two laundry baskets, a dirty and a clean. And I take the dirty things and I put them in the washer and then I put them in the dryer and then they go in the clean basket and I'm not folding anybody's stuff anymore. I'm done. I've given up. <laughs> she actually texted me about that. She's like, mm-hmm. what do you think? And I just gave everyone two laundry baskets. And then I was like, here, guys, fold your own clothes. And then because I am type A and an Enneagram 8, I was like, is there a system? Maybe you should make that basket white. And then everyone knows. And then I, went, and then I was like, maybe I should have a system. And I was like, <laughs> and they're like, I'm not kidding. So Shannon totally legit sent me on like a half day tangent about the laundry system in my house. <laughs> and you made that so, yes. hilarious. Yeah, no, no. And I was like, I love it, Shannon. And I thought I told her about it. Then I talked to her about it later. And I was like, well, yeah, I told you. She's like, you didn't tell me any of this. So this was all in my head. And I like restretch it for her in my head. And then I was like, and I was like, yeah, are they going to be the white baskets? She goes, that's a good idea. And I go, did I tell you about this? She's like, so like in my head, I had this whole, I formed the whole plan for Shannon's laundry and my own. So yeah. So are they, how are they handling that with the new laundry system? They just take the bad things out of the clean baskets. So nobody's holding anything, but I don't care. (laughs) You know what? They're not going anywhere. Just showing up your Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't care if your socks you're socks <laughs> Look at you. Look at, I love how it's like. I love who are you trying to convince Shannon that you don't care? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't like care. the whole eyebrow. It kind of looks like maybe you're convincing yourself. <laughs> like, I, don't like, I, don't no, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care at all. No, I don't care. But it, oh, yeah. it kind of goes back to that idea of like, I have to be perfect. Like, my house always has to be clean and everything. Like, who cares if my clothes aren't folded? My mother, she doesn't live with me. <laughs> 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 love you, mom. <laughs> oh, I love it. That is the best. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, um, I let all my kids start doing their own laundry like when I gave up when I had that moment of give up I was like y'all do your own laundry and it not only did it solve the problem of me not having to do the laundry and the mounds of laundry but it also solved the problem of them asking for clothes because mm-hmm. they were like we don't want more clothes more clothes equals more laundry <laughs> mm-hmm. and so it solved all the problems all the way across the board and they have their own system like I don't know when my kids do their laundry they're all adults now but they've been doing it for uh, eight years now so they have their own system of what days and what times they do the laundry and I just don't even worry about it. It's like yeah. off my list. Yeah. So what about your weather, Letitia? Um, it is very hot here. We're still waiting for rain. Um, and so that's pretty much my life too. Like, you know, I'm just kind of waiting for it to stop being so hot and miserable and for a little bit of relief. Which is weird because I get sick of it being hot, but then I want it to be fall so I can sit in front of a fire. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's your basic. No, I you need a latte. <laughs> 
I would have loved it out of fire and a blanket. Like, you know right? what I mean? I'm so tired of it being hot and I am just, I'm over summer. And that's kind of where I am. And I'm, um, I don't, what do you call it? E-learning? Virtual learning, e-learning whatever. Yes. With my granddaughter. Your children are learning at home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's my granddaughter and she's in oh, the second geez. grade and I've already raised all four of my kids. So I give even less of a care about her mm-hmm. second grade math mm-hmm. than I did for my kids. That's right. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, Second grade math, who cares? Two plus two, four, <laughs> done. You did it. Whatever. Here's a calculator. This is what I told her. I was like, here's this cute trick right here in this drawer. It's called a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> My husband, the math teacher, is groaning. <laughs> Not even here, but somewhere. Somewhere he's groaning. He knows. He knows. He's not happy. So, gosh, well, I'm like, what is even my weather, y'all? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I um well I want to say that it is hot and raining like you know that yeah, nasty summer rain, rain gross yeah yeah uh that's what my life is right now like it's so hot and it's, it's like even I'm gonna get some relief and it's not even helpful it's like yeah. no like what is this <laughs> that's what um, I was talking about like weird flex rain but no um that's kind of where I am I am like my home is reopened so my boys are home except for one because I just got a new kid today so my boys are home it's weird because I don't have work husband anymore I know that you guys know I had a work husband for two years and he just got married this summer so he's somebody's real husband now (laughs) <laughs> so, um, How inconvenient. so right I know right and it's like why'd you have to go run a home with your new wife dork anyway I just said dork like I was gonna say dork and jerk at the same time that didn't work but um but it's like yeah jerk like moving on so it's been kind of a lot like running this home by myself and I thought I was prepared because I'm like whatever I was already I was already in charge but it's different being in charge and different being on your own uh so that's kind of what's going on right now and then I have this headache that is all around my head so mm. that's always exciting um I, you know, <laughs> I know I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do something um before the, the boys get home in like an hour or so <laughs> like I need to figure out my life at some point it's like hot but like and it's raining but the rain is hot and it's a, and that's also a jerk mm-hmm. jerk face rain so that's <laughs> <A> jerk <laughs> jerk face rain to be exact that's what <laughs> Yes, that's, those are our weather. Oh, we have great weather, y'all. We're super excited and we're so optimistic <laughs> going into God is good. Our, uh, all <laughs> okay, so let's talk. We talked about our basicness. We talked about your life, Letitia. We talked about her awful weather report. <laughs> So let's talk about something yeah, equally happy. Let's talk the election. Talk about election. the election. All right. So I want to preface this conversation. We want to make sure that you understand we're not telling anyone who to vote for, how to vote. I'm just going to say we should agree not to bash any candidates at this mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, just so everyone knows, we're just going to be talking about voting as a Catholic, which I feel is the most difficult thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. right, like, I'm not kidding. I used to get golf stones, and I'd rather have golf stones back <laughs> than vote as a Catholic. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't agree with letter, that as someone who I also I know, got golf. <laughs> but no, I was trying to think of what something to say. I have had a baby. Mm. <laughs> I would definitely have a baby instead of voting. Right? Instead of voting Catholic right now. <laughs> how to train a baby now. Very similar so, though. It's a training a baby how to use yeah. it. <laughs> I would do all of my teenage boys' laundry before I have to vote Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I know, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I do not want to touch their laundry. It's no fun. So here we are. We're at another election. It is time to vote again. It, as our Catholic selves, come, we, we come when we vote, we come to the polling place with, with our religion, with our upbringing, our worldviews, how our culture has shaped us, how our family has shaped us, and how our experience has shaped us. And not every voter should be treated alike, which means that every candidate, like no candidate is going to meet all of our criteria. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's not right. going to happen. We won't ever find a perfect person to run our country because Jesus is not an American citizen, Mm-mm. so he can't <laughs> run for president. Uh, <laughs> That's also in heaven. <laughs> 
and Lauren he's also in heaven like the way he's, <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's, like, he's like that's a whole commute like that's a whole commute no thank you <laughs> yeah so here we are talking about voting as catholic and this is my fourth presidential election voting as catholic right maybe fifth the 2000 election was my first election voting as a catholic how many presidents have we had girl i don't know how many presidents we've had <laughs> Four, was eight, it George W. 16. This is my sixth. This is my sixth election voting as a Catholic. Okay, there we go. Right? Because yeah, because I voted in two thousand, and then all the other. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So there we go. I'm at three. This will be my third as a Catholic. And and this is my third as a Catholic, but this is the most difficult mm-hmm. one. Well, I guess last election was probably pretty difficult, but um, this is my, this is the most difficult one for me, I would say, because I just know so much more. And I think that's the problem. Like, I mm-hmm. wish I could go. I'm like, why did I learn all this stuff? I should have just gone back. Like, you know, um, it was so much, such simpler times when I didn't know all the things that I know. Like I'm in college for a bachelor's and philosophy at a Catholic seminary. So it's like, oh, it's not as easy as I was led to believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this, guys. So how, how should Catholics vote? <laughs> <laughs> how Very carefully. Vote? I think the first step is going to the liquor store. <laughs> I think the number one thing you have to realize is that I don't think it's going to be a priority of Jesus when you stand in front of him to talk about all the people you voted for in your whole life. I, I feel like that's going to be like, you know, third tier mm-hmm. information, mm-hmm. but it is going to come up. So mm-hmm. I think we really have to think about that. Like, what am I going to say on that day about how I voted? What's my reasoning? And I think then you just wrestle with it from that point. But it's always about the dignity of the human person. Mm-hmm. And how is this, whatever I'm voting for, like, even if it's like a railroad commissioner, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, how is this going to benefit the common good? Mm-hmm. And how am I, and what am I going to have to still fight for? Yeah. I think so many times maybe we think like if we vote, it's kind of the same as if we write a check to Catholic charities and then no, we no longer have to worry about the poor. Like that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. You know, writing the check is part of it, but then what else are you going to do? Time, talent, treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's the, all three of those. So I think that that's the thing with voting too. You have to be like, okay, I'm going to vote for this. And this is the reason why I'm voting for that. But this is the fight that I still have to do after that, mm-hmm. after yeah. this election over. So you mentioned something. And it's so funny because I just learned that this is a thing. Railroad commissioner. And I'm like, you're in Texas. That's a thing. Yes. Because <laughs> I have three friends who live in Texas, who you also know. Um, and <laughs> they were talking about voting because, like, you guys just had to vote for your primaries, right, recently? or Yeah. Our I local... think there was runoffs. I think there was runoffs. Yeah, runoffs. Too. That's what It was runoffs. Yeah. And all that stuff. And they were talking about, like, yeah, like, um, what about railroad commissioner? And I was like, that's such a funny title. But apparently, railroad commissioner, that's a lot. That's, like, a huge deal. And like your hand is in a lot of pots and like if Mm. people aren't informed and don't understand that a railroad commissioner can also like affect it doesn't have something to do like the postal service like it's all these things a railroad commissioner all kinds of things yeah it's the same thing with the ag commissioner like no people don't really think that it's that important to have a decent moral person as an ag commissioner but the ag commissioner is the one that's in charge of like what pesticides pest control guys the laws for um cattle ranches like what Mm -hmm. tax breaks they get what kinds of whatever it's so that's very important and not just that but i mean it comes with clout like like Mm -hmm. the railroad commissioner they put uh george p bush who's a bush and yeah they ran that was election he ran for but you know that that's not where this man's trying to end his Mm -hmm. career you know what i mean he's a bush yeah he's he's half Mm -hmm. hispanic too so i mean like if you're looking at the the long game here before trump I think that the long game for Republicans was to get more Hispanics running in Republican elections, you know? So if you look at George P. Bush, he was half Hispanic, he presents Hispanic, and his last name's Bush. It's like the perfect combination Uh for this plan of the Republicans to reach out to the Latino community. Um, So that was something that was very important to think about and voting for him or not voting for Uh him, you know what I mean, in that election. And then again, with the ag commissioner, now we have is a staunch Trump supporter, Republican, and one way or another, the reason why that's a thing is because then what are they doing for the state versus what are they doing to 
push their party right. politics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. And the same with the Democrats. Like, so to me, those are the things that you have to know. Like, I think, I think being Catholic is difficult because for us, it's not just a matter of these decisions don't matter. They matter so significantly and we're an intelligent religion. So we mm-hmm. have to like research and know and understand and it's mm-hmm. so exhausting. <laughs> I like want to go take a nap yeah. right now. Just talking mm-hmm. about it for five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah. Cause our vote, like our votes really do have power. And I was telling, there's a really great video that it's circulating. One day maybe I'll find it and put it in the show notes. But it was this guy talking about, I used to be so concerned about voting for the president, not realizing that my life, like the president doesn't affect my life. It's mm-hmm. all the other little things. He's like, like I never knew what a comptroller was, but she's the one who decides if, like how much child support I have to pay and if they mm-hmm. take it out of my check and if I do this and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, it's, it's not about the president. Like people say, like mm-hmm. people don't, like it's, it's actually not. Like you said, you brought up a really good point that we have to think about where is this going, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What is there, like, what is there? Like, I didn't know that about the Republican party trying to put more um, Latino people in position to be elected. Like, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't something that I knew that was a long game at all. And I don't, I believe I'm not gonna say I'm not a political person. That's not true. But <laughs> I only, but like, no, it's not true. But my political mindedness always has to do with like education and mm-hmm. school and mm-hmm. social and human services, because that's my field. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I always, I'm like, how is this going to affect my kids? Mm-hmm. How's, you know, like and things mm-hmm. like that, but I don't think about there's a bigger picture and you have to look at all the little pictures and, oh, you're right. It's kind of exhausting. It is, but I think that as as Catholics, we have such a power to change things Mm -hmm. from the bottom up Mm -hmm. and we know how to do that. I think honestly, what I would love more than anything is for Catholics to reclaim our ability to reimagine things. Cause Mm -hmm. I think we've gotten in this crazy rut where we think we're just doing things the way they're supposed to be done. And we just keep in the way they've always been done. And we don't think about them in any other kind of way. And as Catholics, we have the gift of imagination. I mean, as humans we do, but as Catholics, like that's the thing we're known for. Like Mm -hmm. Catholics created the hospitals or what our saints, were trailblazers that came Mm -hmm. up with new ways to do things Mm -hmm. and changed all kinds of stuff. I mean, the information we learn in voting will help us reclaim our imagination, I feel Mm -hmm. like. I mean, policing through a Catholic lens is going to look totally different than policing the way it's happening right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Dan, do you have anything to add? No, I think the biggest thing for me is that we have to look at two things, I think, from like a theological perspective, because that's what I bring. H-T-I-C. Anyway, I was going to say something, but it's not appropriate. Um, so, uh, we all here are lay Catholics. We have a different vocation, and our vocation is to be involved in the political, in the secular world, right? Not in the, like, secular is evil, right? Like, secular meaning not of the church, not of things of God, quote, unquote, right? The things of earth, the, the kingdom of God, bringing about the kingdom of God on earth. And that means participating in politics, whether it's being a politician, whether it's voting because we in America can vote, whether it's organizing, protesting, creating community organizations and charities and things that work for the common good. And then, of course, obviously we're aimed at working for the common good. Um, And that is our ultimate aim and goal is not to make our faith reflect our politics, but to make our politics reflect our faith. And that we want to join with people of goodwill of every stripe. And in America, right, we are not a Christian nation, even if people say we are, we're not. (laughs) Look at the Constitution. (laughs) Also, all of the founding fathers were like, you know, basically enlightenment, like, (laughs) thinkers. They were not, um, not many of them were Catholic either. I think one who signed the the Declaration of Independence. So we are called to work with all people of goodwill to bring about as much of the kingdom of God on earth as we can. And it's never going to be complete. It's never going to be perfect. Um, We are never going to find a perfect political party, a perfect politician, a perfect policy, a perfect godly anything in politics, because that is not the goal. And it's not how this world is supposed to be, because our aim, our end is not here, right? So politics serve people. 
people do yeah. not serve politics and we are not meant to be aimed only at politics it's a tool for mm -hmm. achieving the common good yeah yeah it's a tool. I think that's the thing people don't really understand. Like, how is this tool going to help me get to where I want to go? I saw someone, I don't know who it was. Anyways, they said that voting's a vehicle to get where you want to get to. And you just have to pick the car that's going to get you the closest to the place you want to be. Like and to me, that's how I, that's, that really did help me think about this election specifically, because I still and, you know, working through, working my way through my thoughts, opinions, and they change every day with the mm -hmm. next news story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, because our country's a mess. Like, it's just an actual dumpster fire. At this point. <laughs> mm -hmm. It is. It is. Have you guys seen, like, the dumpster fire 2020 candle? Because like, yes. I legit... <laughs> I need it, or I need it as a sticker. I don't know. I need something to commemorate it. I'm going to need that. So before we move on to our next question, um, I want to set it up. So from the, the bishops, uh, Forming Consciousness for Faithful Citizenship Part 1, to document, there's this part, Shannon might know, but uh, there's this part in the document. No, she's not even going to look at me. I'm the HTIC now. But... Uh, <laughs> No, so there's part, uh, section 34, it says, Catholics often face difficult choices about how to vote. Really? This is why it's so important. So this is, the, this is the part that cracks me up. This is why it is so important to vote according to a well-formed conscience that perceives the proper relationship among moral goods. A Catholic cannot vote for a candidate who favors a policy promote, promoting an intrinsically evil act, such as abortion, euthanasia, assisted suicide, deliberately subjecting workers or the poor to subhuman living conditions, redefining marriage in ways that violate its essential meaning or racist behavior. If the voter's intent is to support that position, in such cases, a Catholic will be guilty of formal cooperation in grave evil. At the same time, a voter should not use a candidate's opposition to an intrinsic, intrinsic evil to justify indifference or moral inattentiveness to other important moral issues involving human life and dignity. So Catholics can't vote because really? Because <laughs> there's no options. So that's my thing. I think that that's my biggest problem really is, do you know how many Catholics don't understand what a well-formed conscience is? Mm -hmm. It means you care about other issues besides just politics. And it means you care about them within the space of the four years between elections. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it means that you don't listen to uh, bloggers <laughs> mm -hmm. about your faith. You know what I mean? Like, so there, right there, you lost almost so many people because well-formed conscience, what is that? Who even cares mm -hmm. about it? And then second of all, it's like, just be more practical. <laughs> all it says is that everyone's wrong and... Mm -hmm. No. So with that being said, all three of us are BIPOC Catholics. So what struggles is it for us to vote? Not only as Catholics, but BIPOC Catholics. Shannon, yeah. I'll let you start. <laughs> Thanks. Uh <laughs> Congratulations, um, you won. <laughs> so I think the thing that is hardest for me is that what I see in church is people getting caught up in issues that are not unimportant, but they fail to take into account the experience of people of color. And they also fail to allow for non-dominant cultural views to be not just to be heard but to be to be considered so you know i am very very anti-abortion i am very very pro-life in the whole life sense right womb to tomb it is very hard for me to vote for a candidate who says they're pro-life and then supports things like the death penalty then supports things like cutting funding to public schools especially in uh, communities of color this is a personal thing I have a lot of things that I appreciate about George W. Bush. One of the things that I disliked very much was the No Child Left Behind Act because it unfairly, perhaps unintentionally, but unfairly targeted communities of color and communities in poverty and basically perpetuated the systemic problems in education for people of color and for people in poverty. And so, you know, things like that uh, where 
you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that George W. Bush was an anti-life candidate in other senses. There were some other things that he was pretty good about. I mean, I think I think back to that election. You had Al Gore, this is in 2000, Al Gore and George Bush both saying, we love immigrants, come to our country, we have to figure out a solution to our immigration problem. Like, what happened, <laughs> America? <laughs> like, what happened? Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not going to get into that because we don't need to have that come. But that is a is a pro-life stance, right, from our perspective as Catholics, is to welcome uh-huh. the stranger and to make it possible for people to immigrate. That is a right that people have, according to the Catholic Church, and for people to um, better the situation of themselves and their, and their families so that they can prosper. So the thing I think that re- is really hard for me as a person of color is that oftentimes what becomes a quote-unquote issue is an opposing view of something that I would think is essential to my life and flourishing as a person of color and the life and flourishing of others. And all of a sudden I have to basically be treated (laughs) as a person of color in my community as if uh, we are a talking point rather than human beings. And I think that Mm -hmm. is the hardest thing for me is that um, things like immigration, things like policing, the criminal justice system, you know, access to education, access to clean and healthy water, access to social services are life Uh and death issues and they are also about human beings they're essential for all human beings and politicizing people is dehumanizing them that got real yeah it is and here's the thing like gosh for the last few elections women's health has been a huge issue for me like as our listeners know like I had some really important health issues in the last few years and I went through a lot of those without health insurance and it's it's one of those things where I think about a lot like especially in this election where I'm thinking about what how I'm gonna vote and what I'm gonna do like what did I need then and what will someone because it's too late for me I can't have kids anymore like you know what mm-hmm. I mean like um, but like what can I do to help another black woman who's having the same health issues how can I vote to help her that she's getting the care that she needs mm-hmm. when she needs it and it has been proven and that black women have like the worst health care like access mm-hmm. to health care yeah right <laughs> and it's usually the point where the people who are fighting for my health care are usually the people that are fighting to end the life of a baby mm-hmm. that I do you know mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. people who's like whose whose platforms line up with my needs or my former needs are also whose platforms that don't line up with a lot of my values. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, can we have party. a Catholic yeah. party? <laughs> like, yeah. Can we just be like, Catholic folks vote for this person? They do all the things. Um, so, <laughs> and the church would say no, because that's right? not doing what we're supposed to do. I know. <laughs> I know. So, but it's one of those things where it's, it's really hard. It's, it's really hard for me as a black woman to a, a black Catholic woman to vote because I have needs as a black woman that have nothing to do with how I serve Jesus. There are these I have as a black woman that have nothing to do with the Eucharist. And like, and I know it sounds like crazy to say like, oh no, but I'm like, no, it's, it's true. Like my women's health issues, like those are super important. And I know other black women that are dealing with those same issues and still not getting the care they need or the insurance or a listening doctor or the time of day. And I was like, I need to vote for somebody who's going to enforce that. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to vote for somebody who also cares about that. And Mm -hmm. I don't want people to go through what I went through, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) And, but at the same time, it's like, I also don't want women to go through abortion. Mm -hmm. People tell me that I'm anti-abortion, like it's an insult. And I'm like, no, that's real. Hashtag facts. Those are straight facts. That's what I've started saying now. I'm like, yeah, I'm anti-abortion. <laughs> like, I'm sick of pro-life. Like, it's, I was like, I'm I done with it. Yeah, right? <laughs> me as a Black woman and me as a Black Catholic, sometimes to reconcile those two identities, like sometimes there's no intersectionality when it comes mm-hmm. to that, when it comes to that vote. And that is hard. Mm-hmm. Like that's hard. And, that, and that's my whole issue right now because... I literally went through it in between the two elections. Like that Mm -hmm. one was when I was going through all of my health issues. And I'm like, well, this is no fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So do not recommend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think for me, um, 
it's so many things. So I got pregnant when I was 16. I chose life for my son. And so many people would have called that a win. And it was a win. I had 22 uh -huh. years of life. He gave me two grandchildren. It was a win. But there were so many things that happened in that 22 years that led uh -huh. to his suicide. And to me, it's like people who support abortion don't realize that my son would have been just as dead had I aborted him as he is now, right? And then uh -huh. people who support assisted suicide make me angry for oh, yeah. all the obvious reasons. And then people who champion me choosing life for him don't understand, so ended up committing suicide. So like, there's still a problem there, right? And so I really have a hard time with people who don't understand all of that nuance, that don't understand all of that. And, it, and it's something that I live, it's something that I live every single day that I still have. I also have a hard time because there's kids ages hours away from me that uh -huh. look just like my grandchildren. Uh -huh. And how do I reconcile that? I feel like helping women choose life, you don't necessarily need a president that can help you do that. Because I think a lot of that is standing on the ground and giving people substantial help, right? Financially, with supplies, whatever, like support, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. was one of my thoughts and then but then it's like with the kids that are in cages I do need actual government help for that mm -hmm. like I can't mm -hmm. I can't I can't open those gates mm -hmm. for them and let them out but then which party do I pick because it, that has not that's not a new that's not a new problem I understand mm -hmm. that it's a new headline because it indicts a certain person it, it still is not a new story. It's a story that's been part of my life my whole life. I've been caught up in an ice roundup at a flea mm -hmm. market. And I am so American that I'm like, but I don't have a latte in there. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they There's still Starbucks rounded me up and put me in the van. <laughs> yeah, they rounded me up and put me in the van, asked me mm -hmm. if I had papers. I'm like, no, I don't have papers because I'm American. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, and so, I mean, that's all real to me. You know, my son was also... Mexican so like worrying about him getting caught up in one of those worrying about uh -huh. my grandchildren whatever the case might be like all those things really impact me and like you said Shannon I, I just feel like I wish people would just listen to our stories uh. and when they're like oh stop making this about race it's like why don't you stop making this about race and just listen to my experience my uh -huh. lived experience which isn't the same as someone else's experience in a uh -huh. different state it's the this experience that I have here I really wish that was a thing and I really wish we could just, you know, like not have to pick between two horrible candidates. <laughs> that, that would be great. If we could just start there maybe. Yeah. And I think going back to your point, Marcia, about like caring about the whole ticket right down to like your local whatever. Um, I remember when I lived in a small town, we had about 1500 people in our town. I remember thinking, well, my vote really counts for this election because like, <laughs> Let's assume that yeah. like at least half of the town's residents are children. Like that's, we're down to 800 people of whom I'm one. Like that's, that's a, like compared to anywhere else. That's mm -hmm. a pretty big deal for my local stuff. Not to downplay the importance of the national government, but we forget that so much of our lives has to do with our local governments, our state governments and what they do. And, you know, I was just thinking about the pandemic how much of what we're experiencing is based on what state we live in, right? Like, because of yeah. um, what our local people have put in place. You know, even when you talk about something like abortion, um, we in Indiana are, tend to have a very Republican um, legislature all the time. So we have pretty high restrictions on abortion, but we live uh, maybe two hours from the border in Illinois, which has a lot of very open laws about abortion. So even if we were to outlaw abortion in our state, somebody could just drive 10 minutes sometimes. Yeah. Um, like, so those things really do matter as much as our national elections. Yeah. So we talked about elections and voting, but did you guys know that not everyone votes? Did you know that? <laughs> I'm like, you're like, no, well, no. Like I, like I have a friend who's like, I don't need to vote to have a voice. Mm -hmm. And that is not untrue um, because you're still a citizen. There's a part of our church and a part of the kingdom of God who isn't voting, right? And that includes children. Mm -hmm. That includes adult non-voters. Like, what can we do to build them up? How are we able, like, build that kingdom? Like, maybe, like, <laughs> encourage them to vote. Like, please, please vote. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I think we would all agree oh. that we think you should vote. That our personal right. opinion. Yes, 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 yes. But, but even if you do it about the Kingdom of God, who's every election year, I always feel bad for the seventeen-year-olds, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, because these are their like these are the elections that will first impact them as an adult, but they mm-hmm. don't have a say, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. And I think about them, like, but we have to set an example. So let's like, let's not, let's not talk about the non-voters. How can we set an example for the children who can't vote? Like mm-hmm. our 17 year olds, like they're going to see that. And the next time we're like, okay, when I am 21 and can vote, <laughs> like this is what I'm going to do. I mean, I think that every parent needs to, or mentor needs to teach the kids and maybe even non-voting adults how things work. Like for Mm -hmm. instance, I have had so many people in my family text me and say, I can't wait for the next stimulus check. And it's like, guys, it's not even a bill yet. Like, do you not know the process here? Like the process is, but because the news is sitting there saying Mm. there's going to be a new stimulus, they haven't agreed, blah, blah, blah. People don't understand basic government, like Mm -hmm. that it has to, it's a bill, it has to pass and it has to go to the next, right, right, (laughs) exactly. It has to go to the next chamber, yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? Like it's not even a bill yet. Like it's not happening. So I think that that's one of the important ways to do that is to teach people like basic government. And then Mm -hmm. I also feel like having the conversations with your kids about how you're going to vote and why you're going to vote that way Mm -hmm. includes them into the conversation. My grandkids are seven and four and we have Mm -hmm. those conversations in Mm -hmm. front of them. Even if they don't grasp all the words of it, they still at least understand the concept of what we're doing, how we're struggling with it, that it is a struggle, that it's not black and white, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then also voting isn't evangelizing. Mm. (laughs) And we shouldn't just talk about Jesus every four years. Yeah, I totally understand that. I think to specifically to not speak about voting, but that like we have, and I think you've said this, Letitia, in some of our other conversations, like we have an obligation both as citizens and as Catholics to make sure that after the election, we are still working we're still doing the work and we're still holding people accountable. So like, I know a lot of people who even friends who maybe lean Democrat, but are like, Oh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. I don't like their record on policing. It's fine. You know, like that's your opinion, your informed opinion. Um, And they're not going to vote for them and that's fine. But you know, it's like, but what are you also going to do then to hold whoever is elected accountable to worry about policing? And what are you going to help in your area, in your state? How are you going to help? And even like, how do we in our churches and in our communities, our individual communities, how do we as Catholics not only educate people, but do something that changes? One of the questions we always get asked in ministry, like when we're doing visioning is, if your church disappeared tomorrow, would it make a difference in your community? Would people notice that it was gone? Right. So like, what are we doing to make sure that people notice that Catholics are here serving them, helping them? Right. Like, and not just like, this is one of my things. I talk a lot about like justice reform. I don't think I've done anything in the past couple of years to actually like reach out to someone in prison, which is one of the things that Jesus says we need to do to get into heaven. It's in Matthew 25, read it. Um, and like that, that's on me. Something simple. I worked with a prison chaplain for a while at a parish and he was like, they never get deodorant because after a while their family stopped sending it. And I'm like, well, I could buy some deodorant. <laughs> like I could do that. And that, you know, yeah. is it changing the system? Is it changing justice for them? No. But it is a way to give them humanize them. Yeah, exactly. Even helping women in prison to get, you know, feminine products like Mm -hmm. that is, and Mm -hmm. and that's another thing that this is the part about the story that I'm talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. it isn't always just about who's going to run for president. Sometimes it's about listening to the story of someone's experience so that you understand what's happening because you don't know what Mm -hmm. you don't know. I've talked to so many people that I explain to them what my situation is of having been in and out of jail. People are like, oh my God, you were in and out of jail. Yeah, I'm a real hardened criminal. I didn't get rabies shots for my dogs. And when you live in a certain part of town, you get ticketed for that. Tickets you can't afford, which is mm-hmm. why you're 
you know, in the situation you're in and then they become warrants and then you get taken to jail for those things. Mm -hmm. And I know that it is specifically targeting black and brown people that live in poor areas because Mm -hmm. I live in the suburbs now. And when my dogs get out, the animal catcher just catches them and brings them home and says, Mm -hmm. your puppy got out and walks away. And I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the kinds of things that people don't really understand. And maybe like you're saying, you can't change the system of who gets ticketed and who doesn't, who ends up in jail and who doesn't. But what you can do is, you know, give women in jail feminine products. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Remy Ma, uh, she's a rapper. Uh, She was in, she was in jail for a while and she won an award and at the award show like she like called like did a shout out to her like unit and she Mm -hmm. has been so vocal about what like the situation for women in prison Mm -hmm. and how it is undignified like Mm -hmm. they are not treated as dignified human beings and she brought a lot of awareness to that and even like orange is new black brought awareness to like how they only get like Mm -hmm. two pair of underwear you know what i mean and they don't even things like that like where are and we need to know that and you're right like like i could buy feminine hygiene products you know like Mm -hmm. you said you could buy you know like we have to remember those things i don't know that's a i feel like i don't know where that tangent came from i know it came (laughs) from somewhere but like i mean i think um, those are all little tiny ways that you could do things outside mm -hmm. of voting i kind of understand people who think that my my whole family thinks their vote doesn't count because we're told we don't count so, I mean, mm-hmm. you hear that message enough, but there's other things you can do outside of that. The reasons why these things are important go way beyond just voting or way beyond just the headlines that are in the news right now. And as Catholics, it all matters because it's all about the dignity of the human person, mm-hmm. all people. Yeah. yeah. And each human person is an irrepeatable, eternal soul mm-hmm. who's going to live forever, hopefully in heaven with Jesus. And we're going to have to see them. And say, why didn't you help me? <laughs> and I'm be like, oh, no, no, right? Like, I didn't know. For me, is not a good excuse. Yeah, it's not because that's not like there's there are opportunities for you to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, like I know that we don't know what we don't know. Like in the grand scheme of life, we don't know what we don't know, but we do know what we can figure out. Like, uh, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, we're 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 aware of what we can learn, and yeah, I don't know. It's not a good enough. Not in this age of Google. There's no way that you can't learn. So mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. And with my part, with my kids, I tell my boys, like I'm always bringing up things with my boys about elections and mm-hmm. um, how laws will affect them, and mm-hmm. you know things like that. I mean, like most of my boys are black kids. Like they're most of my boys are black boys. And I was like, no, no, y'all need to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's over things. Like, like you need to know you need to know, please stay alive stay alive <laughs> <laughs> like I nope. all the time I'm not I tell my kids all the time I go I don't ever want I don't want your name to be a hashtag so I'm gonna need mm-hmm. you to listen to me mm-hmm. like and I tell all the time like I don't want you to be a hashtag so if you could not be that would be great and so Unless it's like for like inventing something, that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something good, where you're still alive. For doing something awesome, thing like while you're still alive, you're being the president, be whatever. For being amazing, right? <laughs> so, like I'll hashtag Barack but, Obama all day. Yeah, because <laughs> right? he was president. It's fine. It's okay. Okay, so wow, we had like a whole. Yeah, it's been like we had a, a whole. Long time. <laughs> I know, but no, I I really and here's the thing: we only scratched the surface of this conversation mm-hmm. that we can have. Yeah, You know, these are conversations I want to encourage everyone to continue to have on their own, continue to have with their families, with their friends, talk to other BIPOC in your life and hear their stories. Like Letitia said, listen to people's mm-hmm. stories. Let's make sure that we do have a well-formed conscience, conscience as Catholics, because there's not a perfect person to vote for. Yeah. There's not. And I, there's never has been, I don't think there ever will be, but when I'd be running for office, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, that was good. So please continue to have these conversations. You can have these conversations with us in our Facebook group, on our Instagram. Um, and we'll give you all of the information at the end of the show. So now we've hit the part of the show that we always get super excited about. This is uh, the offertory, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yay for offertory! So this is the part of the show where we share the things that we're loving right now, and we want to, like, offer them to people to also try themselves. Mm-hmm. Because 
it's so great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love when I offer things. I'm kind of ridiculous. Mm. I've started getting into Netflix again. So mm -hmm. I guess I'm going first. So I'm starting mm -hmm. into Netflix again and binge watching shows because lately I've just been like reading and unpacking and writing mm. and working and all these things. And I had two days off, two days straight off work. And I talked about the Umbrella Academy previously <laughs> and how much I'm loving that. But also <laughs> I've been getting back into Netflix again, which is great because I'm the one that pays for the account and all the other people that use it love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I got into this show called The Magicians. Mm. and it is I like it it's like Harry Potter at college or it's technically mm -hmm. Harry Potter at grad school yeah. um, <laughs> because it's grad school like all these people have gone to college and they're now in grad school and there are all these it's like 20 somethings all going to magic school learning how to be full-on music um, I said musicians magicians <laughs> um, well they might start a rock band who knows um but I and it's so funny because I've heard of this show a few times and I was like I was like you would like it you would like it and I was like okay I'll try it out but if you follow me on Instagram you know that one of my favorite designers shops is Jordan Danae NYC on Instagram and I always wear her stuff and I'm an ambassador for her company and she came out with a line called the, the Tada line and it was like all these cute sayings and I'm like all these things that I would say but I was like I have no idea what the reference is for the show so because I'm a Ravenclaw I'm not gonna wear something I don't understand so <laughs> I was like I'm gonna start I'm gonna like just watch a couple episodes of the show just so I can understand because one of the shirts says that is not tonally consistent with the book. And I go, those are things I would say, but I need to understand what you're talking about. <laughs> and, so, and so I started watching the show because she came out with this line of uh, clothing for it, line of shirts for it. So I, so I want to offer The Magicians on Netflix and then also the Tada line from Jordan Dene, which has... I've learned where all the quotes come from and I'm very excited. Nice. And I want to buy all of them now. Um, and just like if you saw on Instagram, if you use the code stylist, you see it, you can save money on that. Full disclosure, I am an ambassador for the company. So I do get a commission. So I want to be clear. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, let me speak <laughs> in this discount code. Um, and it's, it's really great stuff. So those are the things that I want to offer. Also, surprisingly, not a Starbucks drink, but mcdonald's unsweetened iced tea i really mm -hmm. like it it's like a good cat it's like a good tea. moderate mm -hmm. caffeine boost mm -hmm. and i am like yes so yes magicians jordan Denae's tada line and mcdonald's unsweetened iced tea shannon do you have your things that you yes. would like to offer so since we're talking about voting, I would like to recommend the document uh, called Faithful Citizenship. Every year, the bishops put out a document around our election time about um, the different issues in the election and what the church teaches about those issues um, to help you form your conscience for voting. So they're not going to give you someone to vote for or you know, contrary to popular opinion and even what individual bishops might say, they as a group, as the magisterium of the church in the United States of America, cannot and will not recommend any candidates for you to vote for. So, yes. um, you know, whether they told you to vote for Republicans or Democrats, uh, they are not correct. Um, so, uh, so and they cannot, and they cannot condemn you for voting mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. a candidate. Yeah, want to be clear, you like, don't need to go to confession after you perhaps, vote. Uh, along with that, uh, so I, I highly recommend reading that. It's always very good because they really do find people who are going to do research and give you a good overview of the issues and what the church teaches on them. And a much more fun uh, thing. This is something you actually can't get right now, but I've been dreaming about it. I love massages <laughs> and I'm recommending those. Maybe you have a wonderful partner, a spouse or a child who could give you one, <laughs> walk on your back or something. Um, massages are wonderful. They are good for you. They relieve stress. I love a hot stone massage. I'm dreaming about having one. I can't because COVID. So uh, you know, some day I'll go back. Um, no massages are. I can't wait till the massage uh, companies open again. Like mm -hmm. I used to have a massage membership to a place, and then I never went. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I had a massage. It was like a I don't know what it was called. A hand and stone. It's a mm -hmm. hand and stone. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like, I had like four services because I didn't use them. And then I went in like before my sister's wedding, I got like facial eyebrows, massage, something else. And I was like, okay, and now I will cancel. So <laughs> it works if you get your, if you go to your, you get services. your services. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. So Letitia, what do you have for the offertory? Okay, well, I have one of my favorite comedians is going to do a comedy special drops on Netflix on September the 1st, which I'm super excited about because his name is Felipe Esparza and he is dropping an English special and a Spanish special, yes. which is historic. He's never, no one's ever done that before. Um, That's awesome. And so I'm super excited for him. And the thing that I love about Felipe Esparza is, I mean, he's hilarious, first of all, but he's also one of um, Father G's guys. So mm -hmm. Father G from Homeboy Industries helped him out tremendously when he was, um, when he wanted to get off drugs and straighten his life up and he became a comedian. So this is pretty good and I'm really happy for him. Also, my favorite band, Seether, has a new album coming out on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I love them for so many reasons. Um, and I'm super excited about this album. And then I guess lastly is my air fryer. I made mm, salmon in it yeah. last night. Came out so good. I oh, was, send me uh, that recipe. Maze. Yeah, I will. It was so good. And um, I was like, wow. It's really weird. You know, like when celebrities get gifts and you're like, why do they get all the good gifts? They have money. They can mm -hmm. buy all this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to me, it's like, I'm in this place of like complete privilege right now where I have an air fryer and an Instapot. And I'm like, oh man, you're I have for both life. those things too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for poor where I couldn't pay my gas bill. And so I had no stove and I really could have used these two appliances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now I'm fine as far as that goes. And now I have these two appliances. It's like kind of weird, but I love them. They're so great. I, so I made asparagus in the Instapot. Mm -hmm. Didn't come out quite as good as I wanted it to, but it was still pretty good. So um, it was a fancy schmancy dinner with a yeah. rice cooker, an Instapot, and Love my rice fryer. cooker. Love my rice yeah. cooker. Yeah. It's so sad. I use my Instapot, Instapot to cook rice all the time. Why and is that so? <laughs> because that's what I use it for. Like, <laughs> I use it for other things too, but the kids know, they go, oh, what are you making the Instapot? Or Instapot, I can't talk. And, they're, and I was like, oh, I'm chicken. They go, does that mean we're not going to have rice in it now? And I go, probably. <laughs> because... Like, <laughs> I like because I'm ridiculous. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, great. We've got some pretty cool stuff mm -hmm. to uh, to offer up. Thank you so much for joining us today, Letitia. We had a really great conversation. I still have things to think about and pray about and vote about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm sure that all of our listeners do as well. Make sure to follow us on social media, especially Instagram, because we say Twitter, but that's not real. Um, <laughs> we follow us on Instagram at PSBB Podcast. You can follow me, Marcia, at Stylish Lucia. You can follow Shannon at Team Porter Black. <laughs> and you can follow Letitia at Letitia O. Adams. All on Instagram. Make sure to check out our Spreadshirt shop to get your podcast merchandise at shop.spreadshirt.com slash PSDB podcast where you can get shirts that say super excited and black Catholic. I mean, even if you're not a black Catholic, maybe you know one, you can get them a shirt <laughs> or mugs or tote bags or things like that. Also make sure to subscribe to our Patreon where you can find awesome episodes, um, uncut episodes, deep, deep cut episodes where we go and talk about Taylor Swift on our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash PSDB podcast. We want to say thank you to Jazar, whose song that you're bopping your head to right now for bringing us Season Mars. Thank you to the Bishops for helping us form our own <laughs> consciousness to vote. <laughs> thank you, God, for giving us that consciousness at first and allowing us to live out your message um, through our voting. Next week, we are covering Wonder Woman 1984, which I am crazy excited about. Yep. I don't know if you know this, but I love me some Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. and, that, baby. <laughs> and, right? I love him. And and Shannon and I saw the first Wonder Woman movie together the night before Megan's baptism. So this mm -hmm. means a lot to us. Mm -hmm. So hopefully but you guys can we won't be seeing it together this week. <laughs> we won't be together this time. Maybe in spirit. We'll be together in spirit. <laughs> 
So watch the movie, catch our podcast, and gush about it together next week. Thank you so much, guys, and have a good one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>